0: What's good, world? Coming to live and direct, and hitting the chest like a shot of straight jack. This is no chase with Peter Mac. Let's get it. What's good, world? This your country cousin, Pete McCorvey, A.K.A. Peter Mac. Checking back in with y'all. Um, uh, know it's been a while, man, but life has hit me in the mouth over the past couple of weeks. Um, so I've had to take me a little unwanted hiatus when it came to the podcast, man. Um, had to go switch from you know night shift to day shift at work, uh, among some other personal issues that I had to deal with, man. So that's why I've been, and that's why I haven't give you any good content man um, sorry about that hopefully it won't happen again um, speaking of content I want to plug a new podcast that just came out um, actually this guy who was pop, this guy was actually on one episode of my podcast when I used to podcast in Djibouti with my man uh, Big Keith who shout out to him my man back in the States he back in Jacksonville back with his, his wife and his baby girl when um, we said Big Kevin Petey Mac, my man Rod, who he's called Dr. Rod, he has his own podcast. It's also here on Anchor. It's called The Pessimologist. Y'all go check that out. I mean, if you don't know how to spell Pessimologist, I will put that in the uh, I'll put the link to his podcast in the, in the in the in the in my bio for this in the description for this episode. Good shit, good content. He got some great content, man. Honestly, I think the brother is missing his calling. Like, I really feel like that brother's missing his calling. So uh, he might I might need to tell him he need to hang up his suit and type of corporate America and go on switch over to radio or something. Cause I definitely see great things in his future when it comes to this podcast that he has. Um a lot of stuff has been happening over the over the hiatus. Uh biggest thing number one, uh is Gail King interviewed Lisa Leslie. She tried to taint Kobe Bryant's name when she was interviewing Lisa Leslie on the memory of Kobe Bryant, bringing up the situation that happened with him in Eagle, Colorado back in 2003. And Lisa Leslie was very graceful about it and she dodged it and remaneuvered the interview into a positive direction. Like a pro, so shout out to her. But everybody wasn't like Lisa Leslie, though. Everybody didn't take kindly to that. And one person that didn't take kindly to Gail King's to Gail King's um, inflammatory remarks was Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg got on there. He called her. He called a. He called a funky dog mouth bitch. And he said that was some... He he took it back in 1993. Hell, that motherfucking challenge. Rodney on his character Rodney on Baby Boom, he said that he said that was some heat behind it. but it's rightfully so because I've been noticing that her and her um her colleague friend Oprah Winfrey, they seem to have always be trying to demonize black men, but the white counterparts that are accused of the same crime, i.e. Harvey Weinstein, they don't they don't really they don't really criminalize them, so I feel him. On doing that, even though Snoop has then since apologized for what he said, and I really don't feel that Snoop should apologize. I mean, that was how he felt, and to be honest, it to me it was warranted. And then Gail pissed me off because Gail got on TV and said, "I don't understand how my station that I work for, that she works for, because she works for uh, ABC. I don't understand how they took that out of context. What the hell you mean they took that out of context? You said the shit." Anybody take context, not a context, you said it, you put it out there. When you're doing an interview, any person who's in journalism know when you're doing an interview, if you don't want something to come back to bite you, especially when it's going out to the masses on either radio or television, you don't say it. So you can't blame your station for that. You fucked up. You did that. But he since then apologized, but she lost a lot of favor with the black community, not that it really looked like she had that much to begin with. So this, she took a big blow on that one. Now I'm gonna move on to where sports a lot of things happened in sports since I last talked to you guys. Um, First of all, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. I really didn't think that they were gonna put it off because when I first started watching the game, San Francisco was up. By like damn near 20 points. And the next thing I know, I looked up and Kansas City had the league. So shout out to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the rest of them boys. I'm, ha- I'm really happy by Travis. I mean, excuse me, by Patrick Mahomes because this dude deserves it. I mean, dude's a hell of a player. And on top of that, he finally broke that Madden curse. So everybody can't blame being on the cover of Madden for why you get hurt anymore. You just, you weren't protecting yourself or you weren't working out like you should have been working out. Um, NBA All-Star Weekend just passed last week. Um, they cheated Aaron Gordon out of another slam dunk competition. I don't know what else that man's got to do. He's actually had some of the most phenomenal dunks we've seen in like the last maybe 10, 15 years. Damn near everything has been done, but they just keep cheating him. It must be some dark-skinned dude on that board. That's just hating on that man because I I don't understand how this brother keeps losing. Um, The new system they have for the game, not too keen on it. Um, I don't like this new system that they actually have now where you got two team captains, they pick their teams, but hey, it is what it is. You know, they win quarters. if They don't play the whole game out. But it is what it is. I mean, they say the money goes to charity when they finish when the quarter so I respect that. You do what you gotta do. I mean, people entertain. Y'all having a good time. Y'all like it, I love it. Whatever. Um, now we're gonna move on to the world of boxing, and woo, not only did the world of boxing get a shot, but the black community took a big L last night. My man Deontay Wilder got knocked out by Tyson Fury. Now, um, surprised and I can't say um am surprised that it was Tyson Fury that knocked him out but I can't say that I'm surprised that Deontay Wilder did get knocked out because like I was telling everybody his day is coming as much as I respect Deontay Wilder especially being a black man from the south who's uh, the heavyweight champion which is y'all know the most dominant division in professional boxing he wasn't he he's just he he, he wasn't a tactical fighter he just goes in swing wilds and leaves himself open. And I always told all my friends, I said, it's going to come a time that he's going to fight somebody who has the strength to take his blows. And not only do they have the strength to take his blows, but they're going to be more tactical than him. A tactical fighter is always going to beat a brawler every fucking day. It's just going to happen. Muhammad Ali beat George Foreman like that. In 1974, when they fought in the Rumble Jungle in Kazama Saire, George Foreman was just punching away, just punching away. Muhammad Ali leaned against the ropes, just let him tie himself out, then caught him in the eight with some with a combo, put him on it, put him on the, put him on the canvas, regained this title that was stolen from him seven years prior, in 1976, because he because of his political belief about the war in Vietnam. Mike Tyson is another example. He was a bruiser. He came in there and fought Buster Douglas, who happened to come in strategizing. Buster Douglas, I think, mm-hmm. beat him in the eighth round as well, if I'm not mistaken, in 1990 in uh, Tokyo, Japan. And won the t- title and then lost it right after to Richard Bo. So, tactics is going to always be brawlers. And then, that's what I was telling people. A lot of people were sitting there telling me, but well, I think Deontay can beat beat up Deontay right now in his prime. He can beat Mike Tyson in his prime. No, he cannot because I've seen videos of Mike Tyson still throwing combos at age 53 out of his prime. He still got speed and heat. So now, bag that up. 33 years to like 87, uh, 88 when he, w- when he just won the title. Mike would kill Deontay Wilder because Mike had speed, power, and he had had uh has had uh, strategy and tactics. But um I'm hoping maybe we'll have a uh Fury Wilder three, and maybe he can regain the belt back. But if he can't regain the belt back, a uh, great run champ. Happy that you was able to hold the title down and you you made black people proud. And to the black people that's like turning on him right now, um y'all, y'all full of shit, man. I mean, okay. People lose. It's boxing. I mean, everybody's not going to win everything. Michael Jordan didn't win every game. Emmitt Smith didn't win every game. Barry Bonds didn't win every game. Shockingly, even because we know he had a little extra help. None of us are going to win every fucking game we have. So y'all sitting there clowning this man about doing some shit like that. I bet your ass wants to lace on a pair of gloves and let somebody get in there and hit your ass in the head 300 times a night. So... Y'all can keep, y'all can keep all that. But I will say this. If I was Deontay White, I probably would have threw in the towel after Tyson Fury licked his mm-hmm. licked the blood off his neck. You don't just saw so a man licking the blood off your neck, this motherfucker is a savage. This is a Terminator. This is a vampire that's coming to kill you. If he would have licked my neck, I'd be like, oh no, I got to go on quick. You got it, dog. I'd t- untape I would untape, unlace my gloves and untape my hand. Like, yeah, you got it. You won the title. Cause any man that's licking your blood off his neck. He 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 didn't see he 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 crazy and he ain't gonna let up till he beat your ass. Everybody was saying him licking his neck was similar to how Melvin licked Jody's neck on Baby Boy when he had him in that chokehold. But yeah, but um, big shout out Deontay Wilder, you made all of us proud, man. Just a a blow we had to take for Black History Month, and we just a lot of people just clowning. But hey, man, it is what it is. I mean, great run you had. If you get another opportunity to fight him, take it and bring it to him, man. Okay, this episode, I want to talk about something that I'm starting to see a lot of and it's not just plaguing the black community, it's just plaguing society as a whole. I'm gonna just go off and tell you about a video I saw. So I saw this video last night and I saw it again today because a friend of mine, she posted on her page and I said something about it. There is this lady She has a boyfriend, and it's obviously his birthday. He's sitting down in the chair. She has a birthday bag standing up in front of him. She opens up the bag. Inside the bag is a deed and other paperwork for a rental property that she bought for this man. Yes, you heard me right. She bought her man rental property. Now, I'm thinking, damn. First of all, that's the one who got some money for one. And that's a hell of a big-ass gift to buy, man. That's a great-ass gift to buy, man. But the fool she was with, he looks at it discussing like, man, I'd rather have a Rolex. And I'm sitting there like, what? And then I'm watching the woman laugh it off. And just laugh it off like he just told a hilarious joke. And that made me realize a lot of us, and it's not just women, but you see it more frequently than women. A lot of us love people who are ignorant. We love our partner. We love a partner that's fucking ignorant. And I don't understand why we do, but that's what's holding a lot of us back. Cause that girl, cause I guarantee you that's not the first time that man has shown that woman how fucking ignorant he is. This woman just gave you something that can help you generate money without you having to lift a finger. You got residual income that's gonna be coming. For not only you but generation to come, and you rather have a damn Rolex that's going to depreciate over time, probably because one, you ain't gonna know how to upkeep and take care of. If he that damn stupid not to realize he had a gold mine that he was sitting on with the uh, with this rental property that this woman gave him. And I'm noticing that like especially women, y'all like, like y'all like people that. Engage with ignorance because it allows you to have fun. We like to have fun. We're in a generation now where it's all about fun. Having fun, turning up, doing it for the gram, doing it for the snap, versus somebody who gonna challenge us and make us think, encourage us to do better, encourage us to make more money. It's just who man, like who can man, who I can turn up with the club, who I can act a fool with and all that shit because um, I got a personal story about this. I remember I was going on a date. Uh, when I first got stationed in Georgia, I was going on a date. A friend of mine, he hooked me up with this young lady she knew. So I went in there, sat down with the young lady. Now I'm talking to the young lady. First five, 10 minutes of the conversation, she ain't doing nothing talking about how she cussing people, lied, how she fighting people. Every story she told us, I finally looked at the dead, and I was like, sweetie, is there a story that you're going to tell me that doesn't involve you fighting or cussing somebody out? I said, because to be honest, I said, that shit really is not a tracker. This girl looked at me like I asked, so what was the Pythagorean theorem times the square root apply plus uh, Newton's law of, of re- relativity? I don't know. It's not a real equation. I just threw three hard ass things. I know y'all don't remember from school together in there. She looked at me like, actually, like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, that's when I realized, like, oh, you fucking ignorant. Like, she's just so used to talking about ignorant shit. And that's what fuels her fire. But we got to learn how to get away from people like that, man. You got to, I know people like that, they're exciting, they're fun and all that. But you got to learn how to, we got to learn how to get away from that. We got to learn how to go towards people who are going to push us to do better. Who's going to make us think. Who's going to challenge us you know, challenge our thought process for the better. Because, excuse me, because trying to have fun all the time, that ain't getting us nowhere. Especially when we're trying to have a relationship because like people like that, when you're dealing with somebody ignorant, they don't even value a relationship like that. A relationship is like, a, like I tell people right now, we live in a Dixie, when it comes to relationship, we live in a Dixie Cup generation. A person can hook up with somebody today Mess with them about a week or two, maybe a month. Don't talk to them, go to the next person and just keep it going. I've seen it plenty of times. Men don't do it as frequently as women do. Women, y'all can bounce back like it's nothing. Like, I have a bunch of homegirls and even women I've dated myself. They'll break up with a guy. Next week you call them, they are in a relationship. I'm like, you just broke up with this dude less than like five days ago, which lets me know that you never really valued the dudes you with in the first place, or the woman, because you know, gotta be neutral, in the first place, and you already had something set up on standby, you were just having fun, you never really even saw it, they going nowhere. And then we keep wondering why we can't find something solid, because we don't know how to stick it out with people, we don't know how to deal with people. We don't know how to deal with conflict, we don't know, how, and since we don't know how to deal with conflict, we don't know how to have a resolution for those conflicts. Because it's just, well, he didn't he didn't make me, and it be trivial stuff. He wear red shoes. I don't like the color of red I'm going on that way. He liked to eat at Bojangles. I like Popeyes, you know. And we break up over trivial stuff. And we missing out on great people because it's just, I want this for the moment. But after a while I get bored. And people gotta understand, when you're in relationships, Everybody ain't gonna be on the same thought process and wavelength when you break up. Both parties are not gonna be the same thought process, th- uh, wavelength, and thought process. When you wait, especially if sex was involved, and it's been especially if it's been more than three times. One of y'all has caught feelings for the other person, and they're not willing to let that shit go as easy as the, the as the other party. So we gotta we gotta be think. You gotta think about that. We gotta think about that. You gotta understand that relationships you know it's got to be somebody who you got to be somebody compatible with and being compatible with don't mean y'all always going to agree with each other all the time y'all gonna have some conflict y'all gonna have some conflict there's gonna be times that you and that person not gonna see eye to eye it's gonna be times you're gonna wish they wouldn't you you won't even want to look at them but you gotta learn how to deal with that and you gotta learn how to have a common ground, and if it's something that neither one of you gonna break on, you got to at least compromise on that. Well, can you not do that when I'm here? Can you not do that on on these days? Blah 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 blah. And speaking to which uh, about that, um, when it comes to, cause some people out there they think that having a peaceful relationship that's boring. I want to speak to you people right here now too. Having a relationship that's full of fighting and argument that's not excitement. That's fucking drama. That is drama. I've dated a couple girls that will just start an argument to start one with you because they think drama is cute. That's exciting to them. And I will walk away from them like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, that's not cute. That's drama. I don't like to just argue with because that's a lot of a lot of people. Now, they think drama equals excitement. Drama does not equal excitement. It's strictly fucking drama, and it's toxic, which is a word. I hate to say it because I know we should have left in 2019, but it describes what I'm talking about so perfect. That shit is toxic. Having to constantly argue with somebody, having to constantly worry about them putting their hands on you, doing bottling harm and hitting you or calling you out your name, that is toxic. And ladies, let me tell you this. You talking shit to a dude all the time. And he walks the hell away because he don't wanna sit there and listen to that bullshit. That does not make that man a punk. That makes that man a grown ass man who ain't gotta put up with your childish ass. Because one thing I don't like, a lot of you ladies love to do, cause y'all love to say, y'all love to call each other bitch. And then sometimes you let that league over and talk to a man. I had a couple women do that shit, like, bitch, you better stop talking. Like, hold up now. Nah, I ain't no bitch, and my mama ain't raised no bitch, and I ain't never gonna be no bitch. And that's the only time you're going to say that. I say, bitch, I like, okay, you clearly think I'm one of your little ratchet-ass homegirls that you can say this shit to with free will. So I tell you what, I'm going to let you sit right here and, and, and mule on it. And I'm just going to walk the fuck away from you. You have a good one. And I walk the hell away because ladies, you think, oh, he a punk. No, I know some dudes who kind of nice. I know some dudes who would knock all this shit over. They just The thing is, you take because he's not sitting there acting a fool and cussing your ass out that he's a punk. I'm gonna be honest with you, mainly most of them dudes who do that, they the punks. Because like Frank Lucas told his brother on American Gangster, the loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room. And that's what a lot of y'all like to run for. Y'all like to run to the loudest one in the room because the loudest one in the room, he's flashy. And y'all go for flash. Meanwhile, the dude who's the quiet one, got his shit together, really is a man's man. you think, like, oh, he born, he ain't turned up, he ain't born, he ain't turned up. Real men don't They don't want that shit. They don't want all eyes on them. Everybody ain't got to have their eyes on them, because what you don't know, especially uh, depending on where you at, when you got all eyes on you, you're subjecting yourself to other shit. Like, ladies, if you want to be with a man who's always making a lot of noise and doing all this, you're subjecting him. One, he's being subject to other women, because now other women are coming over there looking at him. And now you got to deal with them because now that ooh girl, look at that dude over there with them with them um uh, with them phones on that gold chain and that and that gold watch and all that shit popping them bottles ooh girl he got money and you are subjecting them to and not only that you also got some dude like hey cuz look at cuz over there with that gold chain them phone them fresh new phone you know, some... and the boy got them 11s all them niggas over there get money we gonna ride their ass later on yeah we gonna ride them, them when they come outside yeah we got something for that meanwhile dude that's quiet in the cut. He actually peeping more shit I, than you actually know, ladies. Like He's like laying in the cut like, yeah, them dudes over there looking over there. See, they keep looking in this direction. Oh, man, shit, yeah, I see what they doing. These, th- these motherfuckers think they from to the get at my ass. Nah, I, finna. I got something for them. They can see more. The quiet dudes can see more and peep more. Just like same thing with uh, what you do. When you with a chick and she constantly being friendly to every dude, to every dude, her quote unquote brother, and she know everybody. She like, yeah, giddy bitch. All the time. Every song. Now, I ain't nothing wrong with turning up a couple songs, but every giddy bitch, and all that shit, she want attention. She want attention, and she thriving off attention. And if she sitting there talking to other dudes in front of you or constantly on her phone while y'all are together, she just like attention. She don't even value, value your company or your manhood, so you don't need to be bothered with that. You don't need to be bothered with that. But it's just some stuff I didn't pete about how we pick people, man, and how we, and how we, how we, how, how we treat relationships now in 2020, and it's really not, it's really not, it's really not, because we're going in a bad, we're going in a bad way, man. Nobody values out their Love no more. Marriage is like a, Dead institution. I want to say this to my mad people out there because I got a couple mad people out there who talking about something. They tired of being mad and they want to come back in the single world. A lot of y'all was mad before this world and this dating scene that change. It ain't what you love, baby. It's like this song by Guns N' Roses. You come back out here, welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. This ain't what you want to come out here to. You better stay with that rock you got. I'm telling you. Stay with that rock you got because you come back out here you in for a rude awakening. The game didn't change a lot. Just in just like maybe four or five years time, the game has completely changed. Women are totally different than how they was. Men moving different too. Snapchat, Instagram have changed the game. The DM, oh my God, the DM has fucked it all up. Woo the DM has changed the damn I ain't going to to you. I didn't, I didn't got caught up in the DM on some stuff. I ain't had no in. Not my relationship, but some other relationship. I didn't, I didn't made it go down to the DM with another man's girl. Not his wife, but another man's girl. I didn't made it go, well, a couple, not just a girl, a couple men girls. I didn't make it go down to the DM. The DM is a motherfucker, man. So, you with your girl, man. A girl, or You with your wife or your husband. Y'all keep that rock, cause, This ain't what you want out here in these streets. You got to come out here. Shoot. It's like, it's like you got to come out here. You got to come out here. You got to go straight to war. You got to come out shooting. You got to come out shooting. Ain't no gun got to be on single blast. You got to come out put that bitch on full auto and just, or rock just Because it's a whole nother ball game out here. And I want to say this, uh, I want to talk to, this is strictly for the fellas I'm about to say. Because I know a lot of fellas, you talking about the way dating is. And especially, I know y'all was like, I know a couple of dudes, because a couple of dudes was in the comments. of that video thinking, see, I don't understand that. A girl like her who's willing to give that man some land. is with him knowing he dusty and all that, knowing he dusty, he just ignorant. And, and, and they love giving them type of dudes chances. Meanwhile, I'm a hard working dude, dude for myself. I can't even get a check like that. They even give me a t- text back. They say, it seems like all oh, women really want or like either bums or ballers. And I look back and I thought back and I kind of somewhat feel like that is true. But here's the thing though. It's not that they want bums and ballers per se. It's because of a bum and a ballers mentality. Bums and ballers have both have two different mentalities, but they both something that women like, and I'm explaining them to you right now. For instance, a bum, it's a dude, you know, constantly borrowing a girl's car, probably in and out of jail all the time, claiming he gonna do better but he never does, you know, living off of her, staying in her house, ain't really contributing nothing, but she always, always seem to be getting stuff from that woman. The characteristics of a bum is this, He's not worried. The reason why he's not worried, because he know he, he just doesn't have a good time. He's laid back. He laid back, he having fun. He just, he out to have a good time. He's, he's, he's a cool guy to be around. He's a fun guy to be around. Girl like that. Girl like that, that shit. He's a cool guy to be around. He don't stress over nothing. He just out to have a good time. He looking to have a good time. Woman likes that shit. Now when it comes to the baller, he just like the bum, he ain't worried about nothing. The reason he ain't worried about nothing because all his shit take care of. He, everything he want, he financially straight. He, he living the lifestyle he want, probably got a job he want. He don't complain about the job and everything that he want. I mean job and stuff that he got. He he, he, he ain't, he, he straight in life. So he don't worry cause everything taken care of him. That's why a woman like that. Cause he represents security, his confidence represents security. Cause both of these guys are confident they represent security and that's what you gotta do for a guy in the middle. Nine times out of 10, we like this. We kind of self-conscious, like, well I ain't dressed as fly that dude over there dressed. And I ain't, you know, I ain't, you know, I ain't, my car don't look as good as that dude, man. I can't stand the job I got. I really want another job and all that. And women look at you like that because, women look at you like, uh-uh, he, he ain't confident where he at and it don't look like he trying to change it. Basically, you got to have that mentality of a bum and a baller. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, one thing I love about the baller, the baller's always striving to do something to help him ball out more. So that's what you got to do, fellas. You got to have that mentality of a bum where you know she know she come around, you have a good time, lay back, kick back, just have a good pleasant evening. Not some stress, not stressing about what's going on where you at, but you also gotta have that mentality of a baller. Everything gotta be taken care of. Make sure everything's taken care of. You ain't you ain't stressing about nothing. You ain't you, you know, all your ducks in a row, and on top of that, you still gotta be chasing something else to help you reach the next level. Even if it ain't like that, you gotta give that illusion that it is. And I guarantee you. You can, I guarantee you. You do that, you you'll be you'll be a okay when it comes out here in this world of dating. Cause that's the most main the people who are sitting there struggling. Men that struggling are these guys in the middle of the road, the decent dudes who ain't a baller but ain't a bum. You right there in the middle, you striving to do better, but the pendulum can swing either way, man. You just as good as you just as good as the mother, too. Just gotta know how to play it, and on. Just got to know how to play it. And if you learn how to play it, man, I guarantee you, things will run a whole lot smoother. Well, y'all, that's been my time on this episode today. Um, I thank y'all for rocking with me. Um, leave y'all with my social media info. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at pdmac10. That's P-E-T-E-Y-M-A-C number 10. Follow me on Twitter, same handle. Uh, you feel like you want to email me or something? My email is pdmack10 at yahoo.com. Uh, you can add me on Facebook. I'm Pete McCarvey, or you type in PDMack and you can find me on Facebook. So that's been another episode of No Chaser with Petey Mac, And I'm going to end this just like my man who back in the States now, finally. Big Keith would always say be cool, stay calm, and get paid. Peace.